Fuck skeletons. Welcome to Box Cutters episode 19. It is hot enough to roast a monkey out there. My name is Josh Canal. Sitting to my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Now, for those of you who have not listened to Box Cutters before, and we are getting new listeners every week. Bless them. All about television. All about television. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm, It's TV mm -hmm. for radio on the internet. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in Box Cutters today, we have... Uh, a really big show. A huge show. Mm. A huge show of reviews. Yes, lots of or reviews. previews, as, uh, as we like to call them. Because uh, starting this week, new shows on, new shows, uh, on yep. television. Yep, even though the official ratings period is still, we think, two weeks away. Yeah. The, the 12th. 12th? Yep. Yeah. The Man's Back... The chicken still on holidays. Ah, right. I see. You see, see. that's that's how. And so he's just. Uh, I've got a bit to say about the man and the chicken a bit later in the show too. Oh, do you? Mm, Excellent. How it pertains to one of the reviews. And so we're going to be talking about some shows that are that are starting this week. We've got uh, Prison Break, uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and Lost. Mm, Very exciting. uh, All starting this week on television, but also it has been. What, why are you looking at me that way, Brad? Have I not seen any ads for Lost just because I'm not watching the tennis? Yeah, you must not have because okay. they're running them about every three minutes. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't run them during The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely different network. Mm. <laughs> Strange, though. Eh? I know. Why does it work that way? Although I the d- way Channel 7 are going, I'm surprised that they haven't been running prison break ads on other channels because yeah, well, they've been running that many of them. Really? I think they've hired taxi drivers to tell people about it (laughs) as they're driving along. So uh, we'll be talking about all of that coming up later on in the show, but it's also been a huge week for news. In breaking, <laughs> what? what? You waited until all of the little. I love, I love it until you wait until end. all the tape is unspooled. <laughs> That's, what I'm going to run to the tape and stop it from unspooling. No, 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 it's, it's good, it's good. Do you want to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't. don't I'm, I'm quite happy with how much tape is unspooled. Thank you, Brett. In breaking news, it's, in breaking, knock me down with the feather news. Headland has been axed. Oh, no. <laughs> it has I'm indeed. Like, why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> it's, it's been up on the, on the Boxcutters website. Oh, that's right. I put that up. Yeah, you did. Mm. Boxcutters.net if you uh, want to see important breaking news like that. And if you want to send us emails, hooray at boxcutters.net. Headland, which uh, has uh, oh, Channel 7 really pinned all their hopes to. For some unknown reason, I think they were being led it by was, a blind it was man with no tongue. I, cheap. It was cheap. I don't. You know. I don't want to offend blind, blind people. I don't want no to offend blind, pe- blind people with no tongues. I thought they had the but, blind people on the cameras. <laughs> well, clearly not on that helicopter show. They blew all their budget on Australia's first drama, all driven by camera, blind camera crew. Well, in that case, it was the best show I've ever seen in my life. No, it was. It was. An I'm surprised they didn't play it up more. Yeah, I know. It's mm. so impressive. That, right? that was their, That was their gimmick. 
It, it is, was it is one bit, of the worst shows to appear on Australian television since is, the Bob Morrison it, show. It is a bit sad uh, that Blue Healers has gone one week and Headland's gone the next. Sad for Australian drama. Yes. Well, it, you know what's really sad about uh, Headland going is uh, the people of the Ill- Illawarra. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're a little bit sad because they've lost uh, a lot of jobs and a lot of money. Apparently, uh, only two weeks ago, former Film Illawarra project manager David Sharp estimated that Headland had injected at least $260,000 into the regional economy last year. Oh, okay. That's $260,000 they're not going to get this year. Back into the mines. Back into the mines, people. (laughs) Uh, So, really, no big loss, no big surprise, but it's news, apparently. But it is sad for drama. There there is a dearth of good drama on Australian television. Good Australian-made drama. Yes, but it's it's not like a, it's it's breaking any sort of new ground or anything. I mean, we've seen you've, we've seen come and go young lions, the Alice, white color blue, crash burn, the Cooks, MDA, Fat Cow Motel, Fireflies, twenty four seven, Martial Law, and Last Man Standing just uh, since two thousand and two. That mm-hmm. well, that, that's a big list. Mm-hmm. It is, and also now you've got the rules being bent slightly so that uh, Nine can get away with Comedy Inc. as part of their drama. Local production drama. What? Well, it's well not, there's there's it's no not comedy, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's no there's no comedy limitation on uh, on Australian TV requirement. Yeah, there's so that's that's what I meant. It's mm. hot. The brain not mm. working so much anymore. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no comedy requirement on Australian television, so Comedy Inc does fall into uh, drama category, and tragedy also falls into the drama category. <laughs> Uh, and why don't they just rename that Tragedy Inc? <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of cancelled, uh, The West Wing cancelled earlier this week. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Mm. So, uh, uh, serious producers have... Uh, this, this comes from Yahoo News. Oh, okay. Uh, serious producers of The West Wing have only in the past few days decided who would win the presidential campaign that is going to end out the the season. There was quite a battle amongst the writers about who was going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. I, Do we give is... it to the guy that died or do we... Yeah, was well, Leo going for it? No, well, Leo was going he for was vice pre- he was going ah, for vice president. Okay, uh this uh really if we go back a few weeks in box cutters history, mm-hmm. is this not what we said they should do? We did we did predict We that said it they was should end the whole weeks. we said they should end the whole show. With the end of this election campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We said that. Mm-hmm. And obviously they listened. Where's our money? <laughs> that's what I want to know. That's, yeah. So that's, uh, that, that was also breaking news. But, but they again, did, they, last legs. They did apparently make the decision before uh, John Spencer died. Yes. Yes. Supposedly. And he went, nothing left to live for. <laughs> <laughs> while we're, uh, while we're on, on that sort of news, uh, here's to absent friends. Didn't do a lot of television, but Chris Penn. Yes. Uh, passed away. What? Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Was uh, it, it just found dead. Found dead. 40 years old. Not 43? 40-something. 40 yeah. Not suspicious circumstances, apparently. He... Uh, OD? No, I think really... Suicide. He had eaten a lot. I mean, he had gotten very, very big. I would not be surprised if it was just a heart attack. He wasn't that big. You compare... He wasn't, he wasn't like... like um, it was Uncle Buck. Uh, John, John Candy. Candy. Mm. But John Candy was always big like that. Chris Penn's body, I just don't think, could have handled it. Is Chris Farley still alive? No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so he wasn't Chris Farley? No. Yeah, but Chris Farley died from uh, drugs and hookers. 
I don't, really, I don't think the hook has necessarily had anything to do with it, but it was at the end of a big weekend. Of, so, yeah, anyway, sad news. Uh, here's to have some friends. For those who Chris uh, yeah, don't know Chris Penn, probably best known for playing Nice Guy Eddie in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Also uh, one of the cops in True Romance. Yes. And also apparently it was something in Footloose, yeah. 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 So I'm presuming not one of the dancers. I, uh, no. But that I was, think, it was a long time ago. I so. think he, uh, he played the cop slash uh, gangster wise guy. <laughs> Speaking of things being canned and axed, uh, you two will never be able to have your argument again about whether the WB is a channel or should be called Warner Brothers or whatever, because apparently... CWTV. Yes, it's now CWTV. It's uh, uh, WB over there and another channel, UPN. Country Western. Well, no, (laughs) UPN uh, was also owned by CBS uh, Warner. Mm-hmm. Time and whatever else is part of that ridiculous <laughs> consortium dot com, uh, and uh, and remember there was this whole thing with Buffy and Angel where Buffy started out on Fox and then moved to UPN and uh, then Angel stayed on UPN and Buffy moved to a different moved to the, no sorry they all started on the, sorry they started on the WB. Uh, and Buffy moved to Fox and Angel moved to UPN and it was all just too much. Well, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> cool. So that was before Buffy moved to Sunnydale. <laughs> no, this, I'm talking about the, sh- the shows moving networks, not, not the characters. See, Buffy, Brett, is a, a character in what? a TV show. No, no. And, no. Yeah, Sunnydale doesn't actually... I'll, again, off air, I'll explain to you how television works. Oh, God. I know your, your whole world's just coming down around you. This show is destroying me. <laughs> but, yeah, isn't, isn't that interesting news? So, uh, it is, so it from is. six networks so, so in, the, in the United States, they're going down to five. To five networks. What does CWTV stand for? I'm CBS assuming. Warner. CBS Warner? Yes. Shouldn't that... Okay. Yeah. So what? Are you I guess to- I guess CBS WTV would be a bit too much of a mouthful. <laughs> uh, so shows that are uh, that are going to be on the new network include uh, Everybody Hates Chris, mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. which uh, is a great ad for shampoo. Never seen a better ad for shampoo in my life. And Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Yep. And uh, WWE SmackDown apparently oh. will play a special role. Excellent. Whatever that means. Excellent. Can't look, I can't look forward to that enough. Like it affects me at all. Speaking about reality TV, the first champion of the uh, hit television show Survivor, Richard Hatch, was convicted of tax evasion and faces up to 13 years in prison. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. Uh, Is he going to refuse to wear the uniform? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect there might be a little less nakedness. Uh, <laughs> you suspect, but you don't know. <laughs> you, you never watched much of Oz, did you, Brett? <laughs> um, da, 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 uh, he was handcuffed and taken into custody because US District Judge Ernest Torres ruled that he was a f- potential flight risk. Wow. Taken up back to the island. A little bit like when Gilligan's Island all got saved and and then ended up back on the island. Yeah. It's exactly like that. And you know what? When Richard's in prison, he's going to have to play basketball against the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) Uh, In local uh, reality TV news, uh, 
they're making a local version of the um, British hit, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Oh, my God. We don't, when are they going to realise we have no celebrities? Well, the only uh, Foxtel well, are showing no, no, celebrity no, no, poker no. at the moment. Uh, just, the only celebrity on there, really. I mean, Riss Muldoon's on there, but he's, you know, only... Just as Molly Meldrum, he's the only celebrity they have. Otherwise, it's a bunch of people I've never even heard of. But you're missing the point. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It doesn't actually use celebrities. It's it's always people that that nobody knows really. They they're always like tragic. No, but they're tragic celebrities. Not really. Well, they are. They're people that they're people that I know who they are. Right. And I reckon if I know who you are, you're probably either a celebrity or one of my friends. <laughs> well, uh, they've just gone the tragic angle here, apparently, and there's been quite a bit of fuss over the weekend because their first pick uh, that they wanted to get on the show was Greg Domasavich, as in supposed uh, Jade Mowie, Mowie, father-in-law. Oh my god! Yep, that's who their that's who their first pick is, and that's causing obviously causing quite a bit of controversy. Uh, I. I'm an infanticide <laughs> suspect. Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It is terrible, isn't it? Well, number so two are pick? they going to have him and Demir Dokic? And- <laughs> well, no, no, number two pick, if they can get him, David Hicks. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's what Guantanamo Bay is all about. It's just a huge... Um, uh, They've been shooting it over there. I'm an Al-Qaeda celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah, so that's... um, Yeah, big news. And not not surprisingly, there's outrage in the community about that. On to more promising news. Showtime in the US uh, wants the acclaimed comedy Arrested Development should Fox decide to cancel it. They want it. Yeah, Showtime actually want it. This is from the Los Angeles Times. Uh... Only, however, will they take Arrested Development if Mitch Hurwitz goes with it. Mitch Hurwitz is the creator uh, yep, yep. And, uh, and writer of many episodes of Arrested Development, really integral to its strength. And he hasn't said whether or not he wants to continue with the show. I don't know. I think he's had some bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> but Showtime say they really, really want it. Uh, they say that uh, even with the number of people who've been watching it on Fox, if they translate to Showtime, it'll be one of the highest rating shows that Showtime has. Mm. Oh, really? So, really worth their while. The really, really, really interesting part of, uh, of this article is that uh, Fox president of entertainment, Peter Liguri, or Liguari, whatever, told the critics, no final decision has been made to cancel Arrested Development, but it was, quote, highly unlikely end quote, that the low-rated show would continue past February 10. I'm wondering if it's likely that they're actually going to screen the last two episodes. Uh, well, they say February 10 when it concludes its third season. So, uh, Fox haven't actually cancelled it yet. No. They really have just put it into mid-season hiatus mm-hmm. or three-quarter season hiatus, <laughs> as, as the case may be. Apparently, uh, ABC in the States also expressed interest in acquiring the show last December, but they have taken no action okay. since then. Well, in some uh, rather disappointing sitcom news, just because, you know, that's the high. We have to, we have, to have the low to of balance course. it out. Friends are making a comeback. Off the back of the success of Joey, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> they have been offered a reported $5 million each 
to come back for four spin-off one-hour episodes. What? And in breaking news, <laughs> NBC Universal Chief Jeff Zucker on Monday said there is not one ounce of truth to widespread reports of a multi-million dollar <laughs> really? friends reunion. Yes. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's, well, we'll just have to wait and see about that. Uh not one ounce of truth. He repeated it. He's also quashed rumours of a Friends spin-off starring David Schwimmer, Matthew Perry, and Matt LeBlanc. Do you know what that's called? What, what the rumour is called? No, no. What the what the show this rumour is called? <laughs> Men and uh... some friends. It's a guy thing. Now, if the show has a name, it has to be legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, uh... oh, well, where was that piece of news from? Uh, that was from News Track. Oh, well, you can't trust News Track. Oh, sorry, from, uh, not News Track, from uh, UPI, which is uh, United Press International. Can't trust them. <laughs> My you, source is clearly. Your, your, your source at, at the internet. Speculativerumors.com. <laughs> but, but still, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't answer the question of why the hell would they want to do more Friends? Friends lost it midway through season three. And, and you know what? If, oh, that dead horse if, if, Schwimmer, but, if Schwimmer, LeBlanc and Perry came back to do, to do a show, or if they did a Friends reunion show... It would rate its ass off. Yeah, it would. And imagine how much nine celebrating the prospect will, of more friends to show. I would give you ten dollars if it did not rate its ass off. Yeah, probably. And you know what? Ten dollars. <laughs> they could they could bring friends back. You know, you know, uh, once a week and just have repeats for ten weeks and then the one off special. Yeah, it would still. And it would rate, still. It would. You know what? As as good as Two and a Half Joey's is, <laughs> and as as high as that is rating, it would rate a lot better. And and you know what else? Apparently, uh, they were five of them were in very quickly. But Jennifer Anderson, who's had an all right film career, was the last holdout. A detail like that it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> must be. It must be people, true. People aren't clever enough to make that sort of stuff up. No. But no. wasn't she still holding out for a baby with Brad Pitt? No, that was the other one. That's, yeah, that's think, yeah. holding out for not having a baby with Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to wait and see on that Friends news. Uh, I waited. I saw NBC said, never going to happen. Never going to happen. If it did happen, though, would rate its ass off. It would. It would. Uh, in local news, uh, we said it here first last week, but Channel 7 have announced that Larry Emder is going to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Hooray! On at uh, five nights a week on Channel 7. The wheel before the deal, as Channel 7 have cleverly put it. Do you think 7 are running a little bit scared? Because they've taken, they've taken the, the prize on Deal or No Deal to $2 million. Well, no, well, not really. That's $2 million that they could possibly give away over a week. So, <laughs> they're advertising it as two million. The the big prize isn't two million. The big prize is still two hundred thousand, but they're they're having a new thing called double or nothing, which means that conceivably you could win up to four hundred thousand, and if you times that by five nights a week, that makes two million. How right. many how many winners of the two hundred thousand have they had in their history of how long? Uh, both of them, I think. <laughs> no, not that many. Two or three. So hmm. the, the, the hmm. chances of five consecutive people winning the two hundred thousand seem quite slim. Well, it's, the, it's winning the two hundred thousand and then winning the double or nothing. Yes, 
Yes, That's exactly. really quite unlikely. Exactly. So no, no, they're not running scared at all. I think they're running uh, with uh, with something that has been a ridiculously surprising hit. Do you think the promotion of uh, Bert back on nine, where he belongs, has been affected? Uh, Doing his little soft shoe stuff. I, I had to cringe a little bit at that, where the close up on the feet and then going up to him. But and you, it you clearly know the, wasn't the, him. The weird thing they did a similar thing with Ten's promo last year, which he kind of pulled across one of the coloured dots, and then there was a really cool dancer behind the coloured dot that was supposedly Bert, and then yeah. pushed the dot back. You know, uh, it, it seemed a bit the same to me. I mean, unless Bert's riding. Writing the material, and that, then that's all he's got. <laughs> no, well, Let's nine, pretend I can dance. None did the same thing a couple of years ago with uh, Eddie Maguire doing backflips. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to that Fat Boy Slim song. Oh yeah. So I think it's too. I think yeah. it's just a thing that they have. But then the original Fat Boy Slim uh, music video was did, Christopher did Walken it. pretending to do backflips as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was that was shot a lot much a lot much better, <laughs> a lot much better, as good as my English might get now. You know what? You know what else has been uh, kind of just irritating me about those promos. The other one that they had, which was kind of the King Kong one with the big tower that he was on the top of. You know, uh, a la King Kong, and then they pan up to the top and he goes, "There's no place like home," which is kind of Wizard of Oz. It's kind of like they've got their movies a bit confused. <gasps> mm. But how good? And this is completely off topic. How good would the Wizard of Kong be <laughs> as a film? <laughs> huh? I don't know why you think that's off topic. <laughs> oh, clearly not. Well, let's talk about that. Let's explore that as a concept. <laughs> the Wizard of Kong. Speaking of um, Larry Emder, we said last oh, week... Oh, shit, we were. <laughs> we said last week, you know, where did he start his career and, you know, is he going to Seven for the first time? Apparently, he did start his career on Channel Seven. So, like Bert, he's going home. Right, where he, where he belongs. There mm. is no place like home. Off to no. see the... Wizard of Kong. Yeah. In uh, other network shuffling news, apparently Georgie Parker is to host new show Clever on Channel 9. Uh, Clever's kind of a mix of Spicks and Specks and Mythbusters, they're calling it. What? Because it really sounds a lot more like a a mixture between The Glass House and The Curiosity Show. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I, I, I said to me it just sounds like Brainiac, but... I haven't seen that much about it. Well, no, it's, it, it, is a, it is a panel show. Oh, is it? This is, uh, I, I did get the, the press release from Channel 9 earlier this week, and uh, they say that it makes science fun by exploring a variety of myths and wacky situations that affect everyday life. Each week, Parker, that's Georgie Parker, formerly of All Saints. Mm. And medical emergency. Yes, she was Nurse Terry. Now she's just hosting a panel show. Uh, we'll introduce a panel of six celebrities... There's that word again. <laughs> who compete, male versus female, to find out who is the cleverest. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. And, and also having seen Georgie Parker on The Glass House, Georgie Parker doing Georgie Parker's a little bit Yeah, she's, she's really quite an actor. <laughs> she is quite an actor, Georgie Parker. Mm. So it, it, that is Although be maybe she just gets licked up when, before she goes on Glass House and so she's... Like that. Georgie Parker can send emails to hooray at boxcutters.net <laughs> and Brett Cropley will send all necessary apologies. Hooray no, at boxcutters.net. I'm asking the question. I'm not even saying that she did it. I, I just want to know. Hooray <laughs> at boxcutters.net. If have, any lawyers they, are listening. Have they seen uh, Spicks and Specs, do you think? And, they, and they're, trying to, they're trying to cash in on 
the the ABC success. Do you think? I think if they if they saw Spicks and Specs and they're trying to cash in on that, they would have a music panel show. Okay. I re- I really think that they they copy things that much. Okay. I think this has come out of some ridiculous think tank where they've seen Spicks and Specs and they've seen MythBusters and they thought, well, panel shows are popular and science shows are popular. What they don't realise is that not all panel shows are popular. Vulture. Mm-hmm. And not all science shows are, are popular. Brainiac. Brainiac. Mm. <laughs> uh, Brainiac's not a freaking science show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what about Quantum? <laughs> Good science show. Right. Not popular. Is it even called? No, it's Catalyst now. Yes. Catalyst. Not a popular science show. Are you sure? Have we got the ratings from the ABC on, on, on you know... I will double how, that ten dollars relative it is to the rest of the ABC. I will double that ten dollars to eighteen viewing public. <laughs> double it to eighteen. Yes. Some's going to see a brainiac. <laughs> the yeah. real science show. <laughs> but what you know, the most scientific part of it uh, is uh, well, okay, two things. Firstly, Clever's resident science boffin Jeffrey Watto Watson. Now known as Dr. Watson since receiving an honorary doctorate in television. <laughs> oh, now, now that's clever. Dr. Watson. What about for where? Where is giving away doctorates in freaking television <laughs> and giving honorary ones to Watto? <laughs> uh, uni.versity.com. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jeffrey Watson, well-known scientician, <laughs> is, uh, is going to be on board. And uh, also... It, it will present the show will present amazing stunts, extraordinary circus acts, and a dazzling array of entertainers' routines. Circus acts, yeah. It's the greatest show on earth. <laughs> what? Step right up. Clever <laughs> is the end of television as we know it. Circus acts. From this moment, it's all going to be different. <laughs> and so I pour the liquid into the beaker. It starts to froth over. Here are the clowns in the little car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That's that's it. That's it. I, I don't oh my know. god, the elephants are stampeding. <laughs> watch the effect of Again. watch the effect of liquid nitrogen while I spin these plates. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Jessica Rowe has launched a new battle with Channel Ten. She wants it closed back. Yep, she's not happy about it. Uh, apparently, she had a quite a uh, a budget for wardrobe, and in fact, had uh, the chicken wardrobe at Channel Ten making her special clothes that uh, showed off her her. Long legs on her petite body. And is apparently known for her clothes. Apparently. I think, I think what it did was hide her skeleton. <laughs> Doesn't her skin do that? Not so much. <laughs> I don't know when the last time you saw Jessica Rowe was. Really, not at all. Uh, Rose lawyers are believed to be involved and are also said to be working on retrieving personal items from her desk. Her, hang, her hang little on. trolls. And access to her email account. Hang on. Okay. Oh, okay. Two things. Firstly, I understand personal items from her desk. That I understand. But wardrobe from Channel 10 wardrobe, I don't see why, why she would have access to that. Well, she won the court case. She's probably thinking, hey, let's go for it. And also, e- emails, no, she, they're not hers either. Here you go. Here it is. While all contracts differ for wardrobe items, Rose's contract with 10 was believed to have included a wardrobe allowance, which she used to buy many of her on-air clothes. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean she can keep them. That just means she can use them on air. 
that she has I, I think a if, budget. I think if you've got a contract saying you have an allowance, then they're actually giving you money for that. I think so. I think it, uh, it's part of your paycheck, I believe. Well, while lawyers are sending uh, Brett emails <laughs> <laughs> about his upcoming defamation Again. suit, uh, <laughs> if they could send uh, e- emails to hoorayboxcutters.net and let us know about this uh, contractual dispute. I know for a fact that she should not have uh, any rights to any email that is left on Channel 10 servers. Okay. They are the property of whoever you're working for at that time. Okay. So, in this case, Channel 10. Speaking of that whole brouhaha... But it does make me think that she's having enough there. <laughs> <laughs> the Packer families, it's, 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 now, it's now personal. It's the Packer families, Nine Network, will ditch its familiar Nine Dots logo on Monday. <gasps> oh, so they're definitely doing it. A new logo will be introduced as part of an overhaul of the network's on-air image that will include changes in the presentation of Nine's news and current affairs programs. They're going to shoot a new uh, news intro. Are they replacing it with Nine's circles? It doesn't say. You'll okay. have to wait until Monday. If I if I stumble stumble across uh, something that was left in the photocopier, I'll uh, scan it and put it up on boxcutters.net. Don't you worry about that. Also, speaking of Channel 9, uh, Chris Lilly is apparently the hot tip to play Graham Kennedy on air in a telemovie to be shot later this year. Right, Graham Kennedy, who uh, today was... <laughs> Uh, today being Australia Day. Well, you mm-hmm. didn't even mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're still working. Look at this. <laughs> uh, Graham Kennedy today was appointed officer in the General Division of the Order of Australia. Posthumously, got himself an AO. Mm. Uh, Did he have any, anything before that? No, he didn't. Why not? Because uh, uh, he wouldn't have turned up to pick it up. Because uh, uh, Do you have to turn up to pick it up? No, you don't have to turn... Well, clearly, he's not turning up today to pick it up. <laughs> no, no, but if it's not posthumous, no, you, you don't, have to go, you don't go have to some sort of You don't of have to turn up to pick it up. Uh, I think he, uh, he didn't get anything Well, so it's a disgrace he didn't have it 20 years ago. Kerry Packer was still alive 20 years ago. Ah. Packer and, uh, and Kennedy really? didn't get along that well. I think Packer was holding him out. I reckon... I reckon Packer probably was. Actually, that's an interesting thing because, you know, the whole, the whole um, Sir, Sir Frank. Yes. Kerry never, never became a knight. No. Obviously, he hadn't done enough service for the community in his well, time here. Clearly. Mm. <laughs> clearly. Hey, uh, in uh, other quick news. Yep. Mm-hmm. People are complaining that the... Uh, it's a half-hour news bulletin today. It is a half-hour news bulletin yeah. today. It's, it says so on, on my running sheet. Had you been in when we were doing the timings, but you'd, you'd, you'd know that as well. Are we, are we going to do sport and weather? No, no, no sport and weather. No, no just TV news. Okay. Uh, people are complaining that the, uh, the the logo in the corner of their screen is burning out uh, uh, bits on their LCD and plasma televisions. Oh, really? One guy who, uh, who watched the all five days of the Boxing Day test mm-hmm. uh, says that he now has a little nine burnt into the corner of his, oh, of his screen. Oh, it's class action time. And, uh, has, has anything like this come up in the States? Uh, no. So they move, not, not the, move not them around enough so that they don't burn in? Yeah. Or yeah. are people not staying tuned to the same station? Well, they don't, have, they don't have five days of any sport mm. over there. Mm. Uh, so, I, you know, that's, that's Although, you know, likely. Channel 9 is, is pretty subdued. Um, I, I was noticing over the week, especially with Supernatural, um, how, how out there Channel 10's is. 
like it's it's not not this kind of glassy design uh, for the watermark, but it's it's just like a faded white, but it's still very white. It's interesting you say that because according to the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, Channel Ten spokeswoman said there had been no complaints about their watermark logo. I, I haven't spoken to them yet. She described as very pale and specifically crafted to be unobtrusive. She uh, she mustn't be reading Green Guide. She mustn't be no. watching Supernatural. No. Well, I mean, there were letters in last week's Green Guide complaining about that very thing, Supernatural and the Watermark. And uh, I, I watched a, a little bit of Love My Way, the first season of Love My Way, which uh, W on Foxtel was showing earlier today, and W have their logo up in the top left corner of the screen. Of course, when you change it to widescreen, that logo moves in the middle. closer to the centre. So yeah. there's this like W right in the middle of the screen. It yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. In other news... Uh, iTunes are apparently uh, intentionally clipping the credits from some of their shows on their iTunes store. Okay. Actually, not necessarily iTunes, but the companies are delivering their shows to iTunes with the end credits clipped off. Why? Uh, Like all of them? Only some of them. Do you think that's because downloaders will be accustomed to that anyway? Because generally people who are putting up like torrents and stuff don't bother to to rip the credits as well? Yeah, except that uh, the credits are a part of the show and they're there as part of the contracts that uh, the people who worked on them signed. So I'm guessing that any time the production company, the network, anyone is making money Sponsors. from... Sponsors. Yeah, anyone is making money from these from these shows those credits should be shown. Mm. So that's interesting. I wonder if uh, if that's going to come up further in news. And lastly, Jamie Foxx is working on a reality television show. It's called... Who cares? <laughs> that really? That's it's it's, such an imaginative show. Though. No, it's not called Who Cares. It's... Uh, oh, I don't even know what it is. No, See, congrats, contractually with the, uh, with the credits... Uh, any TV show now that is shown on, on free-to-air TV... It's getting screwed over anyway is, because yeah. it's all being squished up into the top left corner. Uh, yep. Yeah. So we can have more freaking commercials. It's, it, it really is ridiculous. Mm. It is. So. Around about this time, ordinarily, I'd say I don't buy it. But I do. <laughs> I'd buy it quite a lot. That is the Box Cutters News. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> I'm exhausted after that news break. It was a long news break. It, it, it was, but as we said, top of the show, a lot of news. A lot of news. It's In part okay. two of the news this week. <laughs> no. Ross. Well, unless you have been living under a rock or you've been watching no TV at all. Oh, yeah, I have been. <laughs> well, in, in that case, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast <laughs> because this is all about TV, as we said earlier. Uh, but unless you have been living under a rock or watching no TV, you would know that Channel 7 has a brand new show starting up next week called Prison Break. Called what? Prison Break. Never heard of it. And <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> and I'll get to the uh, I'll get to the actual uh, promos a bit later that Channel Seven have been running because they have been running a lot of promos for this show. Uh, but basically, Wentworth Miller, which is a great name in itself. That's that's not a character's name. That's the actor's name. I, I love that. I know it could be straight out of uh, Bold and the Beautiful or something. I, or even, it could even be a production company. Yeah, Wentworth Miller. Yeah. Wentworth Miller Productions. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to copyright Miller. it. Anyway, Wentworth Miller plays Michael Schofield, 
uh, the person probably with the best tattoos on television, I'm guessing. Yeah. And uh, A lot better than the biker dude from Veronica Mars. Oh, I haven't seen Veronica oh, Mars. So. It's, it's a little bit piss weak. And a sufferer of a low latent inhibition, apparently. He suffers from low latent inhibition. Yes, this, this is, character. This latent inhibition. Yes. Low latent, low latent inhibition. What's, what's latent inhibition well, as opposed you'll have to, to inhibition? You'll have to find out when you get further into the show. It explains it all quite okay. nicely. Yeah. Uh, Miller plays a structural engineer, Michael Schofield, who in the opening episode of Prison Break robs a bank and is sent to jail. His plan to liberate his brother, Lincoln Burroughs, played by Australia's own Dominic Purcell. Who? What's um, he been in? No, no relation to Anthony LaPaglia. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Simon Baker? Also no relation to Anthony LaPaglia. What's her face? Judy Davis? Yeah. No. 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 The sister in Arrested Development. Pusha Pusha Rossi. Rossi. Uh, yes, yes, yes. They are uh, their cousins, sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, that up. his brother, Lincoln Burroughs, an innocent man sentenced to death in a sinister conspiracy. Oh, well, you've just blown episode three for us. <laughs> whose murky uh, tendrils reach all the way to the White House. It's... Uh, I, I've seen I've seen all of this show. No, you haven't. You've seen up to episode 15. Yeah, that's all that's been on. Yeah, that's all that's been on, but that's not all of it. Well, that's all of it thus far. Yeah, that's true. But Are they out by now? Sorry? Are they out by episode 15? He's, uh, not, he's not going to say. Uh, this is a new show from uh, <laughs> Shearing and... No, Ross, uh, I think we should let Josh say he's not going to say. <laughs> Brett, they get out at the end of episode three. <laughs> The other, really? yeah, yeah, the other 12 episodes and them just walking the streets. Yeah, it's pretty dull. <laughs> they, just, they go shopping. They, they reminisce about when they were in prison. Yeah, remember? <laughs> Man, wasn't prison bad. <laughs> you know, I, my favourite line from, uh, from that last couple of episodes of, uh, of Prison Break was, uh, was when uh, uh, Michael turns to, to his brother and goes, remember... How uh, in prison we could just walk past someone and then, you know, accidentally get shanked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. No, th- th- I'm not going to tell you whether or not they get out of the, anyway, of the prison. Anyway, the- this, this is a new drama from um, Paul Schuring, who did uh, the film a few years ago, A Man Apart. <coughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think Brett, uh, which I don't think Josh liked too much. And Brett Ratner, who's... Did, um, <laughs> who is about Rush to hour, poison the Rush Hour <laughs> 2 and is about to poison X-Men 3. X-Men 3. Can I just point out, with, with Amount of Heart, mm-hmm. uh, that I used to do film reviews for, uh, for 3 R, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Village Roadshow sent me to see Amount of Heart, which they were releasing. It was the first film that they had sent me to see. It was the worst film they possibly could have sent me to see. I canned it on air and they've never sent me to another thing ever again. Ah. <laughs> well, that's that's fair enough. Why why are you laughing? Right, that's true, Brett. That's that's true. What? Accept that. No, no, it's, okay. it's fine. Anyway, okay. so uh, Prison Break's kind of like a reverse heist film, but rather than having to break into the bank or the vault or something like that, uh, these guys have got to get themselves out, uh, and it's it's quite a complicated plan as it is. Uh, but when you add in their fellow prisoners, crooked guards, mafia kingpins, dodgy wardens, uh, and existing agency, uh, external agency pressures, 
it kind of the the plan just gets more and more complicated. Plus, there's a mystery woman making the world's biggest salad. She does <laughs> love cutting vegetables. <laughs> there's this there's this woman involved in the conspiracy, and uh, we we have said it enough to to let you understand there is a there is a conspiracy. There is well, well, it's kind of there's an inner and an outer story. There's the story of them trying to break out of the prison, but on the outside, there's the lawyers trying to prove that. You know that the brother is innocent. And Which one? The one on death row. Yeah, the, the one, on, the death one row. on death row. Yeah. And so yeah. So there's a bit of a conspiracy. And the whole time she's just cutting vegetables. <laughs> she is making the biggest salad in the world. And four or five episodes later, chop 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 chop. Still different vegetable every time. You never see her face. Just the vegetables. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so the, the outer story, really, it's kind of a Grisham-style story, I guess, the outer story. It's kind of lawyers trying to, you know, prove this, this man on death row is innocent. Courtroom so. drama or, or kind of No, no, just kind of... Um, more, Get more out there and investigate. Like, yeah, investigate. Like, like the Pelican Brief or, or the firm, that, that kind of drama. Uh, but the, ju- the juror. The juror, yeah. But the inner... <laughs> The inner plot is um, is where it's at. Uh, you know, basically they plan to get out of prison. You know, it's 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 very complicated, and you know, if things go well, they have more problems. If things go badly with the plan, they have considerably Even, more problems. So it's just yeah. When you've got, when you've got a, a psychopathic uh, child molesting uh, pedophile on your side, <laughs> things are bound to go wrong. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, I think that's what it uh, that's what it does best. This show, I think, uh, you know, it plays on people's fear of prison. I think any normal person has a fear of you know getting sent to prison and ending up in a place like this. And Michael, the main character, he he really is no hardened con. I mean, he's quite a tough guy, but he's young and pretty, and you kind of get the impression that at any moment he could get uh, he could get swallowed up by the whole system. But is it as gritty as Oz? Oh no no no! It's, it's no. nowhere near as gritty as Oz. So it's not that scary. But it's no, it's more intriguing. Like, I, despite the involvement of the guy who created A Man Apart mm-hmm. and Brett Ratner, uh, it it is a really intriguing show. It's uh, it's compelling television. I mean, that there, there are some bad actors in it, mm-hmm. but there are some really good actors in it as well. Uh, the external story is. A little bit convoluted and unnecessary, in mm. in my view. The internal story is really great. That having been said, the, the external story is still good. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still watchable. But it's, you know, but it's no the, worse. The stuff inside is much better. It's no worse than stuff that we've seen on Twenty Four. No, uh, and you know, we've seen some pretty dodgy stuff on Twenty Four, but people still watch it, and it's still it's still quite entertaining. Uh, the same thing with with Prison Break. Mm. Uh, the stuff that happens within the prison, though, is. Quite ingenious, I think. I like, I really took to it. Yeah. As a you know, as, as a fan of uh, science and puzzles and plans and yep. heists. Yep. Uh, I yeah. love all of those if things. It, yeah. Really I think if you like heist, heist films or heist TV shows, you are you are going to like this because it, it is essentially one big heist that kind of uh, yeah. Each each week, it kind of gets more and more elaborate and involved. And um, yeah, I think I think in that way it works. Yeah, it works really well. I agree. Brett, do you agree? Yeah. I'll <laughs> no, no, there's, there's still, there's still, I've still got lots to talk about with Prison Break. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, go on. Well, I mean, it's got, uh, it's got great characters. Have, um, 
uh, I don't know if uh, people will be familiar with Peter Stomore, Stomare, who played uh, one of the kidnappers from um, Fargo, the kidnapper who wasn't Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Does, does he play Abruzzi? Yes, he plays John Abruzzi in it. He is great. He is great. He's, uh, he's Swedish and therefore has a strange accent. Yes. Because he's trying to play an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just comes across as strangely European. We don't really know where it fits in, but he's... He, you know, he does some great sweat acting. Yeah. Oh, I think, this, I think he's, he's, he's good in, in that sort of he's quirky and funny at the same he's time. Gonna win, he's going to win the, the Emmy for best sweating. <laughs> and also, I don't know his name, but the guy who played Teabag is, uh, is, is a great, interesting, interesting character. Yes, who, uh, who also pl- appears in uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Oh, does briefly. He? Yes. Oh, okay. I also don't know his name. Who cares? A uh, similar sort of character or... No, 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 no. Okay, I wouldn't have thought so. No. But, uh, yeah, look, you have to um, you have to suspend your disbelief with this show quite a bit, I think. But uh, you know, if you can if you can get into the general rhythm and feel of it, I think it's a it's a really exciting show. It's well worth watching. It really, as far as suspending your disbelief, you really have to do it from the very, very, very beginning because his whole plan is uh, you know we're not giving anything away here. His whole plan is based on the fact that by committing a crime. He is going to be sent to the same prison as his brother within about a week. Yes, <laughs> right. So really, of course. suspend disbelief from then on. Mm-hmm. But but that having been said, the first episode is probably the most like that. And then I think the further that we get into the episodes, the easier it is to suspend your disbelief. The it, first one's a bit harder. It but- is, and there's and there's no fun in the show if you're just watching it the whole time and going. Oh, as if. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so look, I think, I think it's a great show. But I also just wanted to mention uh, the enormous amount of promo that uh, Channel 7 have been doing for it. Uh, they've been running ads for this since November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically now, pretty much every ad break in the tennis, they're doing an ad for Prison Break. Uh, so much so that in break points in the tennis, they're actually ask. calling them Prison Break Points. I kid you not. Like, like in the graphics on screen. Yeah, and they mention it. Prison Break Point. Yes, great new show coming up on Channel 7, okay. Prison Break. <laughs> and, oh, uh, they've lost their tiny little minds. And I was, I, I was, wondering, I was wondering why they were, they were promoing it so much because they're doing it far more than any of their other shows, uh, such as the, you know, last year's hits Dancing with the Stars or Lost or Desperate Housewives, anything like that. And then I saw the time slot that it's on. It's, they're showing it at 8.30 on Tuesday. Which is a very interesting time slot. No, uh, eight thirty on Wednesday. Sorry, eight thirty on Wednesday, which is a very interesting time slot. Firstly, it's the old Blue Heelers time slot, uh, which I don't think they'll get any turn off from that. No, but it's up against last year's mega hit House. Surprise mega hit. Surprise mega hit House. Yeah, so I think that's uh, very brave programming by Channel Seven. And as I said before, I think this is where the man and his chicken will come into dis- it- disrepute again because I think a lot of people will be taping. One and watching the other. Yeah, I, re- I reckon he's got to get another chicken. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that yeah, the advertising will be yeah, be interesting. To see what happens. Well, that's Prison Break, and it starts Wednesday eight thirty on Channel Seven. Man, there's some really bad radio shows on, but you know they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that like absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world can play them, and they have to do a podcast. Helen. Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. <laughs> that's, 
I got to say, it's lucky it's not a video. The, <laughs> it's lucky it's not a video podcast. Of what the two of you were just doing. We both oh, had yeah. we both had hot ears. That's no excuse. Hot. <laughs> we were fanning our ears. Is that what you call it? We just heard an ID from uh, from John Saffron, who finished up his uh, season of speaking in tongues on SBS on Monday night. I'm a little bit sad to see it go. I uh, I did kind of stay tuned on SBS and saw coming up next week. And I'd never heard of it. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Now, I have to say, I got a little bit bored towards the end of, uh, of Speaking in Tongues. I kind of went, eh, I'm over it. I think they've, they've really done their dash. So, I've, I think 12 mm. episodes was, was plenty. So, you don't think they're coming back? Uh, I wouldn't say that. You know, they may very well come back. But if they didn't, yeah, I'd be happy to see John go on to other projects and, rather than spend his time on that. Well, it's not actually keeping him from other projects. He's still working on those other... Well, it's keeping him from some. We'll talk about that off air. Okay. Anyway, uh, replacing it, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Now, Garth Marenghi uh, is a comedian, or he's actually the character of a comedian whose name is... I've got it here somewhere in my notes. I just can't be bothered finding it. He was uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the office, I believe. Played the computer technician. Yes, and uh, he... Uh, and oh, yeah, and he won. Um, he won the Perrier Award in Edinburgh a few years ago. Oh, did he for oh, okay. uh, the character of Garth Marenghi? Oh, okay. So no doubt this is a, a television show that has come out of it. Marenghi is a horror writer, mm-hmm. uh, and this is all about his world, mm-hmm. as I understand it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'll I'll give it a go. I haven't seen any of it. I know nothing about it other than that. Uh, it's enough to peak, poke, perk, pike my interest. In the show, yeah, it looks it, it looks interesting. That's it. That's all I've got on Dark, Dark, Dark Marenghi's Dark Place. It's uh, Matthew Holness who plays. Thank Garth you, hmm. thank you, Matthew Holness. 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 It's a hard hard name to say. Anyway, it's Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, starting Monday nine o'clock on SBS. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show. And sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. We do. Oh, that's that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Prison break point. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a bit remiss of us not to mention the tennis. Uh, I know you two guys probably haven't been looking at it at all. Uh, but I've been watching it quite a bit and seeing how much it's been dominating Channel 7's schedule over the last few weeks, I thought I'd just mention mention a few things. Uh, they do probably 180 hours of tennis over this fortnight. So, uh, and, and look, mostly they do a good job. Uh, but uh, I've got I've got a few issues that I that I kind of think that yeah are a bit of a problem. Uh, with their with their tennis uh, tennis broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, first one is this year they've started missing uh, quite a few points or in some cases entire games, uh, just because you know it'll be the end of the set or something like that, and they will try and chappelle as many ads into the ad break as they can, oh. and then they're coming back and we're missing sets or yeah not sets sorry points or entire games and I, and I just think that's a bit crappy. If that's you're showing ridiculous. the tennis, if you're showing the tennis, show the tennis. Yeah. In a kind of why, why can't they do what Channel Nine does with the cricket and you know only show half an ad? 
If well, the, well, that's the thing. I think they've uh, they've never done this before that I've noticed. They've they've usually been pretty good. You might miss say the start, the very start of a point, and they come back. But it's like this year they've decided. Well, we don't care. The ads are more important. So. And with with attitudes like that, do we really want them to have the football? Well, that's 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 true. They've also been doing a, a whole lot of segments, which kind of, uh, aside from the tennis, they've been doing uh, Hot Shots, which is like their version of Classic Catches. And they also do Australian Open News, which is kind of mostly fluff pieces. Uh, it's usually a couple of uh, bits from press conferences. And, you know, if they've got a hot female, they'll have a rollerblading down at uh, St Kilda Beach. Or if they've got a kind of a young male, they'll have them riding their bikes along the Yarra. And is this, by any chance, hosted by Joanna Griggs? Oh, how would you guess? Oh, I just... <laughs> I, I'm, actually, I'm not sure if she, she hosts that actual bit, but uh, they've, she's, she's around. She's yeah. there. She's there more than enough. Uh, these, the two main sponsors, though, this year of the Open have also sponsored uh, the Hot Shots and the Australian Open news segments, which means that every time we have a news segment we have a five or ten minute bit tacked on the end which is just basically an extended product placement for this makeup company which uh you know because they've set up a tent at the tennis and we keep having to hear about how this tent is more popular than the tennis and how people would queue up for three hours to go to get into this tent etc etc uh and quite often what they'll do is they'll have an ad break then they'll have hot shots then they'll have an ad break then they'll have the Australian Open News, and then they'll have more ad breaks. Uh, so now, hang on, where, is this between matches being played? Or? Well, well, that's the point. They kind of they kind of just do it anywhere, and it's kind of it's understandable at the start or the end of a tournament where there's kind of a dearth of good matches. But in the middle, it's it's unforgivable. And time and time again, they'll kind of have this twenty minute break of of news and and whatever else and then come back and saying oh unbelievably good match happening out on show court number two here's match point you know just show the tennis don't waste my time with 20 minutes of crap were they doing this before Leighton Philippousis whatever other Australians there were that were playing well no with Australians they don't they don't tend to interrupt you know if there's an Australian playing somewhere they do tend to show it or at least with if there's a famous Australian playing somewhere, they do tend to show up. But this is that's with the ri- other matches. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's so that's a bit crappy. The third thing that's been really pissing me off is uh, the commentators. They've got the two main commentators this year, uh, John Alexander, Australian tennis legend, and uh, Jim Courier. Jim Courier is okay as a commentator. Um, and, you know, he's sometimes insightful. He, he, he's all right to listen to. Uh, and John Alexander really kind of adds nothing that an echo machine wouldn't add because basically he just rephrases everything that Courier says. So he he just says what Courier says, but in other words. (laughs) Pretty much exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Courier's got a bit better as the tournament has gone on. He's kind of now figured out that even if he's not talking on mic, it's really best not to whisper about this far away (laughs) because you can still be heard. (laughs) <laughs> and also, uh, time after time, he was talking about how, you know, they're introducing technology and by next year you'll be able to, you know, question the calls and they'll go to the third umpire, kind of similar to cricket, and what this will have, what effect this will have on the game, which is fine. But he had the same conversation every single match that he commentated for the first week or so. So that got a bit tiresome. Right. Didn't they introduce that in the tournament before? What was it? The, the, the Federation Cup? Federation? Or yeah, Hoffman? That, I, think, I think they did. But that's not a Grand Slam event, so Grand Slam has different rules. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so apparently that'll be in next year. But my main problem with these two is that they've been they've shot some comedy sketches. Oh, comedy sketches done to the baby elephant walk piece of music. Just in case any of the viewers at home didn't realise how wacky these sketches actually were. Now, look, I'm not I'm not the tennis's probably probably the tennis's target audiences audience, but I have to say. These things are an embarrassment to everybody involved. They're an embarrassment to watch as a viewer. They're an embarrassment to JA and Courier. And whoever, it, it's just disgraceful. And whoever allowed it to be put to air at Channel 7, similar to Headland, should just get the chops straight away. Uh, and he it, already has no sight or a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of very much in this... Uh, you know this kind of sunrise uh david kosh uh you know the little seven animated promos it's 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 that kind of whole attitude that channel seven have you know aren't we hysterical and basically get your head out of your ass channel seven another problem that i I have with the uh the, the tennis coverage at the moment there was a time when channel seven had the best tennis coverage in the world because they didn't move the camera oh yeah because the camera stayed still and all you missed out on were the uh, bottom corners of the court, which mostly were only used for doubles. Mm-hmm. Now, they're moving the camera trying to follow the ball, mm-hmm. which doesn't really work. It just makes for annoying tennis viewing. Mm-hmm. I say, get rid of that as well. You know what else? Both ch- both Channel 7 and Channel 9 are just flogging that really ultra slow, you know, the thousand frames per second, really yeah, slow yeah, yeah. motion camera. This has suddenly become... Cool. For what sort of stuff? Well, for like, uh, just to fill five minutes. Here's five minutes of really <laughs> slow motion done to like opera. Oh, are they doing... Cause just, just to like fill if they've got five minutes before the end of... Because with the cricket, they're using it a lot to, to see if, uh, it hit, if it hit bat or if it hit pad or... Yeah, no, no, but they're doing it on the cricket as well. Just like, it'll be just before the credits start and I'll go, oh, you know, or the start of tea or something. Oh, God. No. Oh, here's five minutes of slow-mo. <laughs> Really, really don't need that. Especially on on the tennis when when there are other games going on in other courts where they have other cameras. Exactly. And they could could be showing highlights of those matches in those times. Exactly. I I agree with you, Channel 7. Get your head out of your ass. While you're getting your head out of your ass, Channel 7, why don't you show some new episodes of Lost this Thursday well, at 8.30? Well, funny you should say that, because they are showing <gasps> some new episodes of Lost. Fantastic! Actually, they're starting on Wednesday with Lost Destinations, which is a behind-the-scenes kind of deal. Have you, have you seen that? No, but, uh, but I'm very surprised that they didn't actually try and pass that off as the first episode. <laughs> or Destination Lost. As yeah. opposed to Lost Destinations. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> lost their minds, I think, is the uh, the idea. Well, it's very exciting for those of us who are Lost fans that uh, after six months of waiting, we're finally going to discover what's in the hatch. What about those of us who are on crack, Ross? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to those of you a bit later. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I hate to kind of be uh, sticking the knife into Channel 7, but I've got a few problems with how they're promoting Lost as well. <laughs> Firstly... They keep they they bring they're bringing back their advertisements for Lost, and they keep saying in the first three minutes you'll find out what's under the island, not under the island. No one cares what's under the island. Probably lava or something yeah, is gonna, under I was the island. Say it's flaming hot magma. Exactly, it's what's in the hatch. The show 
is about the hatch. The whole cliffhanger is about what was in the hatch. And suddenly we come back and Channel 7 have screwed the whole thing up. And now they're talking about what's under the island. Oh, I just had a quick idea for uh, for a new reality TV show with uh, that guy from Survivor who was going to jail. And we could find out what's inside the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Anyway, I know this is just semantics about, you know, under the island in the hatch. But to me, it's a sign of Channel 7 fumbling the ball, you know. Lost is going to be one of their big shows this year and they should be able to get it right. The, uh, another problem I have is that their promos are giving too much away. Now, I'm not going to exactly say what they're giving away because it might be the fact that I, I've seen nine episodes of this series now, so maybe retrospectively I think they're giving too much away and maybe if you were seeing these ads for the first time it'd be fine. But uh, there's a particular start to an episode that comes a bit later, which I think they've ruined, which I think is a bit of a pity. The third thing that I have to complain about their promos is they're advertising it like it's a different show. There are, you know, they've got these ads that say, in the first three minutes, you'll find out all this stuff and you've waited all year and now you get all the answers. Yeah, you get answers, but the answers just lead to a hell of a lot more questions. Yeah, there aren't actually, these aren't answers. There, there are no answers. They're just more questions. Well, yeah, but, but you do. You do find out what's in the hatch. Yeah, but you don't... You do find out what... But the, the whole you reason do find for finding out what, out what was in the hatch is to find out what the hatch is for. Yeah. And, exactly. and get them off the island. And to get them off the island. And you find out what or happened... Or get them eaten by a polar bear or something. And you, you, get, you do find out what happens to the people on the raft. So, I mean, you get answers. But I think that they just pose more questions. So, Lost is back. And I think it is fantastic. If not, if not as good as last series, possibly better than last series. Okay, now what about for those of us on crack... <laughs> because I actually you, you have uh, you have handed over some uh, some more episodes of Lost. I have. So mm-hmm. I've uh I've seen a a lot more of the series than when I last spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's I think it's better than the first few episodes made out uh th- that it was. I mean, I, now I've seen up to episode 8, so I'm not quite up to to where you are, Ross. You're only one off. Uh but oh, well, I'll leave now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to check it out. But uh, but that ninth episode is particularly good, I think, and particularly exciting. Okay, mm. so you haven't gone through to what are we 15 now? Uh, no, I haven't got I haven't got those yet. But I'm hoping to get those at some stage. The uh, actually, I think I've gone. Okay, just yeah. Let's talk about it off here. So uh, <laughs> so so for people watching on Channel Seven, I'd say do one of two things: either just persevere through the first few episodes. You see, no, 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 no. I think the no, first few episodes no, are no. terrible. No, I, I think you're completely wrong. And I think you're forgetting that after you watched the very first episode, you were very excited. Well, that's true. After the first episode, I, think, I was back on I think on you board. just had one I bad episode. two, three, and four. I was... You see, I wouldn't agree with that at all. I, I, I thought every episode was fantastic. Um, for those who are interested, it's, it's basically got the same structure as the first series. It's kind of told in, uh, which I think is genius, in that kind of forwards and backwards way. You kind of, you find out a little bit about what happens on the island, but more you find out... What happens in their lives. What, hap- what happened in their lives that is affecting uh, the way they act. Because they're lost, the but they're also lost. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that, that would be the only kind it's of... deep... That would be the only kind of quibble I have about the show. I don't kind of... It, it's, it's a bit hard to remember some of the flashbacks. Uh, you pretty much remember everything that happened on the island, but I find a few of the flashbacks are harder to recall exactly what happened. For example, I can't remember exactly what happened with Jack's wife, uh, and that becomes quite important Who's in the second half. <laughs> uh, Charlie from Party of Five. <laughs> the, oh, the main... The, the doctor. 
Yes. But you can't call um, him Charlie because there's another character called Charlie. Yeah, freaking <laughs> hell, he's so annoying. Does he die, please? Yeah, he dies. First episode. First, First minute. Right. That's it. Someone, you know, you know what happens? He doesn't come back again, does he? Because <laughs> I thought we were done with him before. Second minute. What happens is a plane flies over. Right. A, par- a guy parachutes down. <laughs> yeah. They scream out, hey, hobbit. Only he turns around. They gun him down. And then this guy swims away. Um, I can't discuss. I can't discuss. That's what happens in the first episode. That's why I liked the first episode so much, Brett. I can't discuss too much of the plot, uh, but I will say that the explanation for the hatch, I think, is just pure genius. And I, think I thought it was a real wank. You see, I, I, I think it's going to be hard to top. I think it's the it's the most exciting thing that we've seen on television. I think, and, it, and that's exactly where I thought it lost the plot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was episode three, so you must have liked the first two and a half then. <sighs> Maybe there were things in, in episode two that made me not like it as well, but I think episode three was where it really lost the plot, and episode four was just shit house. Uh, well, I, I, look, I, I have to, I have to disagree. But, this, but then this, you know, episodes six, seven, and eight, all right. Well, we can agree at least that this opening episode is worth watching, definitely. And they have some um, amazing, uh, stunning use of visuals. Uh, there's a flashback, you know, in one of the backstories to they're in a stadium. And it's at night, and all the seats are lit up. And I think visually, that's that's amazingly striking scene. Uh, also, particularly within the hatch, but there's there's great use of sound. Uh, I tend to think that all the characters are fantastic, um, especially Locke. Locke's a great character. Locke is a fantastic character. And look, I just think it's it's an amazing mystery. Uh, the more I watch, the more I want to know. The more I want to know, the more I want to watch. And I, I love the complex kind of labyrinthian plot that it goes on and i just think it, just watching it gives me a real buzz and you know that buzz you get when you're watching something fantastic i can't remember the last time i got that from any films that i've seen but i think week after week i pretty much just get this buzz from lost i think it's fantastic and if if you're listening to this and you're interested but you never saw series one i'd recommend that you go out and hire it or buy it watch it all as quickly as you can and and tape series two and Keep watching that. And, and Michelle Rodriguez is hot. <laughs> so that's on 8.30 <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, by the way, American Dad and Family Guy, 11 o'clock uh, later that night. Right. And also, Curb Your Enthusiasm, for those of you who are interested, has been back on television for the last three weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. 11 uh, o'clock. 11.30, 11 o'clock, sometime um, on Channel 9. Wednesdays, on, I think. Yeah. Following Shopping for Love. So is The Shield all over now? Uh, Shield has one more episode to go. This Saturday night, Channel 10 are airing the last episode of Season 4. And uh, unlike what Robert Fidgen says in The Herald Sun's Guide, Channel 10 will have shown the entire fourth season uh, up until you know the, the end of mm-hmm. the fourth season mm-hmm. come this Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. series, That's a stupid freaking time to show any TV. Frankly. Series 5 has started in the States. They're up to episode 3. So uh, if you're on the BitTorrents, get on board that. Otherwise, you know, pray and hope that Channel 10 will show it sometime. Just, uh, just one last thing with Lost. Uh, obviously, I think, uh, you know, with a show like this, you know, you need some kind of payoff and you need some kind of resolution in the end. And I know that that's the sort of thing that I think a lot of people are finding hard with it, that it's just a mystery and that you don't kind of get any answers. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I'll be the first to kind of can it if it turns into another 
kind of endless X-Files, which is just more questions and less answers. Uh, but I think for now it's worth it. Go with the ride. I think, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a leap of faith, but I think it's well worth it. Is it up against any uh, any other big shows? Midsummer Murders. It's Medium. on... It'll be up against the footy show right. later on in the year. Uh, I think, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. It's on, it's on it's in its old lost time slot okay. of... 8.30 Thursday, which will, and they've got Las Vegas on at 7.30 on Thursday. It'll be interesting to see whether they put The Amazing Race on after Lost, like they had last year, which was a big success for I, The Amazing Race. I the reckon moment. they probably will. I know that they're going with uh, the next season of The Amazing Race, so they're skipping an entire season of Amazing Race. Oh, really? Channel 7, I, yep. Oh, well, what are they doing with that season then? Uh, I, I just don't think they're, they're going to show it. You'll never see it. <laughs> yeah, I just, don't, I just don't think they're going to show it so that... Uh, Australian audiences will be up to date with American audiences. But that's ridiculous. As as Why didn't they show it in the off season then? If they weren't going to show it at all, uh, probably wasn't even worth them buying it. You reckon? I reckon that might be it. Of oh, course, you know, know, getting answers out of networks is uh, as, so you, as hard you, as getting a pickle out of a jar. How do you know that they're skipping their series? Uh, because I've seen ads for the next series that they're going to show, and this is stuff that I have not seen. Oh. And because I saw the last series in the States. Oh, okay. I saw the family edition, so they're just not going to show the family edition. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's disappointing. That's lost. And that brings us to the end of episode 19 of Box Cutters. If you want to hear anything special for episode 20, it is a landmark 20 of episode uh, double double figures double 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 figures double double figures double double figures and uh, also it will uh, uh, it it celebrates uh, the 100 years of box cutters <laughs> next week uh, so that's uh, episode 19 thank you very much to Triple R for your air conditioned studios mm. uh, thank you very much to everybody who had anything to do with this episode especially uh, that's okay. people who uh, emailed us at hooray at boxcutters dot net uh, you can do the same and have input into this particular episode uh, I want to say hi to Jack who uh, is a fan of the show who I spoke to during the week and Jack. I said I'll give you a shout out of 24 no different Jack uh, different Jack uh, up until next week my name is Josh Canal Ross McQueen forevermore I'm going to be Brett Cropley and uh, join us again next week same bat time same bat channel and hey let's be careful out there <laughs> <laughs>